Welcome back to the Raising Helmix podcast. I'm Carrie here with my husband Kyle. Hello. And it's been a while, so we are back on our podcasting. What is it? Is it a? It's not a horse. It's not a horse. It's a wagon. It's definitely not a wagon. Now the podcasting wagon works. Actually, everybody's got a podcast. A pod wagon. Everyone should have a podcast. Back Consider on. yourself called out. If you don't have a podcast, you should start a podcast. Back on our pod racer. You know, I saw a tweet um, that it was something like all the girlfriends who have convinced their boyfriends not to start podcasts have done more to serve our country than like all the cops and troops combined, <laughs> which I appreciate where they're going with that. But also I stand by our theory that honestly, everyone should delete all their social media and just everybody have a podcast. Yep. I support that. I also support not putting the onus on women to stop their boyfriends from making bad decisions. Yeah. So our last podcast was a few days before Halloween. We -hmm. had just done a dry run of our In-N-Out employee costume, and it was a smashing success. It was really fun. You actually got credit for this on the Clerically Speaking podcast. Yes. And I just have a slight bone to pick with Father Harrison and Father Anthony, which is that I was the one who did 100% of the work putting the costumes together. Yeah, that's true. And Father Harrison just talked about my tweet with my picture of me and Rory as if it was somehow my idea. When I was the one who said in and out employees, that seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah, he thought it would be derivative. I did. <laughs> and it was perfect because Alexandria is primarily people who come from somewhere else and a mm-hmm. lot of those people are Californians and so literally we would go like two steps and somebody would come up to us and be like it's been 15 months since my last in and out burger and I would be like your penance is to go eat an in and out burger mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun I um last time we were in California I had I think some of Kyle's sisters pick up some of the hats for me or did you grab them I did. You Late at them. night. Late at night, I said, I'm still hungry. And you said, get hats. And I said... Wait, I did said, you ask for them in the drive-thru? I did. I said, hi, I would like a double-double animal style, animal fries, and can I get like five of those hats? <laughs> the paper in and out hats. And um, I ordered some giant safety pins because that's iconic for in and out employees is the giant safety pin pinning their apron on. Um and I went to the thrift store, and I managed to get white um, polo shirts and white pants for both of us. The white jeans I found fit Kyle perfectly, but we're donating them right back because he refuses to wear them for anything else. I defend, I defend my decision as being obvious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fair enough. It's not my look. And In-N-Out sells on their company website shirts with their drink cup pattern on them it's like the little palm trees and the stripes and so we put those on the boys and so they were in and out drink cups it was really cute most of you have probably seen a picture by now but and then early sunday morning before halloween i had not managed to find any red fabric at the thrift store and so i went to joanne's and bought some plain red fabrics that we could pin around. It was really funny. They were very lazy about getting the door open. It was like 10.05 and there had still been no employee to unlock the door when it was supposed to be open. And there was 
me standing outside and there was like a dad and he was like, hey, I need something for my kid's soccer game. And like everybody was just needed something to get in and get out and they were taking their sweet time about it. And they, well, they were probably just inside saying their Sunday prayers before they were required yeah, to go serve. Probably. Who am I to criticize that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I realized like just a few days before Halloween that we should have grabbed some of their paper takeout bags to collect candy in. And yeah. so... Um, Kyle's awesome mom collected some for us and had them shipped priority so we could put candy in them. Which was great and had me extremely confused as I carry around a to-go bag that doesn't have my favorite food in the whole world, yeah. but just a bunch of cheap candy. It was weird. Like, it was sitting on our counter for a few days afterward, and every time I looked at it, it was kind of this... Freudian drool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say this sort of otherworldly experience, like, what is that bag of anymore? It is weird. It, it instinctively doesn't belong over here. There was this little girl who kept coming up to me all night being like, may I please have a cheeseburger? Hmm. And she had such a, she was joking, but she was doing it so sweetly and sincerely that there was this part of me that was um, like irresistibly drawn toward giving her whatever she asked for. I was like, wait, I, I want to do whatever it is you're saying and I can't and this is really confusing. And then she was like, guess what my costume is? And she was wearing this kind of Native American looking dress. And I looked at her and I was like, I was thinking, gosh, this really, really matters to her that I get this right. I can just <laughs> tell. And if she were Pocahontas, she would not be asking me because everyone would guess Pocahontas. So I, I said, are you Sacagawea? Because those are unfortunately, oh, and St. Cattery. Those are the three Native American, Native American women whose names I know, unfortunately. But anyway, she was like, yes, I'm Sacagawea. No one else has guessed that. It was like made her night. <laughs> so that was adorable. Good job using your deductive powers for good <laughs> instead of evil for once. So Old Town is really cute. And they block off a whole street just for trick-or-treaters. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's a younger crowd. Um, I think the highlight of the night was when Rory was handed a bag of M&M's, which is his all-time favorite candy. And he let out this really low, deep, guttural laugh as he held up the <laughs> M&M's, just like that. As he held up the M&M's in triumph. He and was then, like, I see what this is all about. And then he heroically put, put the M&M's in his bag and went out to find more. There was one little kid um, who came up to him and offered Rory candy out of his own stash was really yeah. sweet. It was this toddler going like, oh, I see how this works. Everyone's giving out candy. <laughs> and so from his own little collection, he was like, here, you can have some. Yeah. So cute. It was nice. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Mena's baptism. So congratulations to Jose and Addie and little baby Josito. It's cute as heck, kid. Yeah. You know... I was thinking, um, my dad always likes to say at weddings when the bride enters, instead of looking at the bride, he likes to look at the groom because it can be so special to see what his face looks like when he sees his bride-to-be for the first time. I was thinking about that and realizing that more than watching the actual baptism, I wanted to see Jose and Addie's faces as it happened. And as it happened, it was very crowded because there was an awesome turnout and lots of wonderful people came to see it. But I just managed to sort of, from the the back of the crowd where I was wrangling Rory, um, I wanted to yell at 
all the candles during the ceremony. I, I got to watch their faces and it was just so beautiful to see their joy welcoming that little baby into the church. Mm. It was a great time. And then uh, we got to meet Zach Mabry. Mm -hmm. So we've met both of the Roman Circus guys now. How would yeah. how would you rank those two guys? Um, let's see. One of them is Discount Adam Scott, mm -hmm. and one of them is Discount Your Cousin Kelby. <laughs> so I don't know how those actually stack up next to each other. Yep. That's a good way of putting it. Probably. But that, that's my ranking, I would say. Yeah. Well, you know, only one of them has been on television. Uh, Zach Mabry was in, I think it was Sandlot. And um, he played a little child actor when he was a child. Got to meet some other fun people and eat some good food. At that baptism, it was actually really fun because uh, I knew everyone there just adored kids. And there were other kids there running around. And there was this puppy that was great around kids. And Rory just basically chased the dog through the house and the yard in the giant circle. And chatted with random people. And I had other guests come up to me and be like, oh, he's... He was just talking to me, and everyone was having a good time. Yeah, Rory's at the fun age where people are surprised that he can hold a conversation with them mm -hmm. and find it delightful at his, his his various little mistakes and quirks. Yeah. And so he'll go around and just start, just start monologuing at people, and they'll find it great, which is awesome. Yeah, he's, um, let's, we'll say, very attached to his pacifier. We're sort of trying to work on that, um, but it's hard. And someone was even commenting to me that he was carrying on a full conversation with it kind of hanging out of the corner of his mouth, and she compared him to, like, a bookie in the 30s. It's like, <laughs> so you see here, yeah. this, uh, this, uh, this guy. <laughs> That's totally right. But Joseph has definitely transitioned from being a newborn in that, that just absolutely killer fourth trimester. Where they all they just want to be as as close to mom and as close to the conditions of the womb as possible, and so everybody's miserable. They're just it's not wonderful very fun. and sweet, but it's very difficult. Yeah. And honestly, three months is such a turning point. It is such a turning point, and he is much happier now, and he is smiley, and he coos back at us, and is a little more interactive in every way. He is turning out to be a pretty great little baby. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and we had um, some West Coast friends over, Danny and Molly and Brenna. Yeah, um, several of the friends we kind of grew up with in California have also ended up in the area, and everyone is so busy here, it's kind of hard to get together, but we made a big pot of really good chili and some cornbread. And just sat around and hung out with people. Made some bread pudding, too. The idea was to make my bread pudding with leftovers from Kyle's sourdough bread. But I accidentally let that bread get moldy. So I had to throw it away and buy store-bought bread to make the bread pudding. I liked the bread pudding a lot. And um, I liked having those people over mm -hmm. a lot. It's a reminder that D.C. is the whirlpool that, that drags everybody into the swamp eventually. Cause oh, boy. That's all of idea. our... All of our friends end up here at some point, it seems like, mm -hmm. which is good for us, and they seem to be doing okay, so it can't be too bad. Yeah, if you're ever in the area, hit us up. Yep, we have bread pudding for you that isn't moldy. Uh, confirmed. And then, Not uh, moldy. 
we got Thanksgiving next week, and that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm super excited. We've got two people coming who have never had a Thanksgiving before. Actually, I guess three people who've never had a Thanksgiving before, counting Joseph. Oh, that's true. The guests of honor. Mm -hmm. We've got friends coming in from other countries. Um, we've got a friend from New Zealand who's going to stay with us for the week, and she's never been to D.C. She has been to America. Um, but we'll look forward to showing her around and hopefully um, give her a good time at Thanksgiving. Yep. It's going to be fun. We made a controversial decision to do a ham instead of a turkey for Thanksgiving, but the compromise we agreed on is that we are going to roast the turkey on Saturday. So we get all the fun of turkey sandwiches for days and making turkey stock, but we also get the ham that's probably going to taste better, and I feel more confident in my ability to do a ham. Plus, the glory of a turkey on Thanksgiving is in that Norman Rockwell um, picture where it's like being brought to the table in a giant pan and it's, it's like surrounded with some vegetables and fruits of the season and it's got this like super golden crispy skin and the man in the house stands up with a big sharp carving knife and then stabs into it and dishes it up and in our limited cooking capacity it was just going to be probably carve the turkey up a little bit in the kitchen and put a platter of sliced meat on the table which if you're going to put meat on the table why do you slice dry turkey meat when it can be a really good ham you've thought about this a lot no i just came up with that right now okay that's good i'm glad to hear that hey i really care about food i will not apologize for that okay uh anything else um i'm actually still trying to decide some of the sides and things I want to make. I'm feeling pretty inspired by the Netflix series Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. I'm looking forward to receiving that cookbook for Christmas. Subtle. But I'm looking forward to poking through her website tonight or tomorrow and maybe picking out some extra dishes. I saw a good recipe for sweet potatoes today um, on a YouTube channel I like called Bing Binging with Babish where you basically roast sweet potatoes with a bunch of sugar and cinnamon and then you plate them and cover the whole thing in ricotta cheese and walnuts and um, oh yeah cranberry dried cranberries that you've rehydrated in whiskey so that uh, looked pretty incredible I zoned out until you said whiskey <laughs> And then I hopped back in. The idea was to, to do an update on the sweet potatoes topped with marshmallows shtick. Which, frankly, now that I think about it, are we bad parents if we don't do that for Rory's sake? If we don't... Oh, if we... The marshmallow thing? He'd love that. Although he'd probably just eat the marshmallows. He would just eat the marshmallows. Yeah. And he's got he's other stuff. He knows better <laughs> than to eat the vegetable underneath got a friend with a famous Brussels sprouts recipe. Um, I've been really into roasting some veggies and I've had some pretty good success with like butternut squash. Maybe we'll put a galette or two on the table. Someone's going to make cheesecake, I think. So if, if anyone wants to talk Thanksgiving dishes or like what you're going to make, please at me. We got a new dining table. Oh yeah. That's some more news. Yep. It's shorter than our old one. Our old yeah. one was counter height, apparently. Mm -hmm. And this one is takes Kyle 30 seconds to get up height. 
Okay, but the old one was painful for me to get on and off because I'm kind of short and I'm loving the new one. Um, I realized that for Thanksgiving we were going to want a larger table because we've got about eight people coming at this point and our old table only sat four people. And so I hopped on Craigslist just to see if anybody had anything and sure enough somebody in our area was giving away the perfect table and chairs. Um, so I did the whole drive to Home Depot and rent the giant cargo van and drive to their house and they helped me load it up and then I drove home and it was raining and trafficy and miserable. But after a night of suffering, we now have a great new dining table that will fit a lot more people around it. Yep. Kyle was definitely skeptical, but when he realized that it could be used to play tabletop RPGs actually on the tabletop and not around our awkward coffee table, he was finally sold. Well, there is a, a larger point to this story, though, which is that I have yet to see you decide you wanted something on Craigslist and then not be able to get it within, like, three days. Well, that's kind of how it works. Like, they want it out of their house. Yeah, but other people will, like, search for something or what they'll find won't be ideal or the seller will fall through. And I feel like every time you log on to Craigslist, you oh, have yeah. what you want exactly within, like, the week. Well, I tried. I looked for something earlier today, but I decided I didn't want that. Yeah, maybe you just don't talk about your failures. <laughs> so let's see. We got the dining table there on Craigslist. Mm -hmm. I got a baby wrap that I use constantly to wear Joseph on Craigslist. Um, oh, I got Rory's little baby rocking chair on Craigslist. I got a bunch of trash heap furniture, too. <laughs> People need oh, right. good furniture yeah. on it. And I think I've counted four pieces now that I've seen by the dumpsters, and I've collected them and given them a good scrubbing. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yep. Those four All things. right here. Slowly getting closer to us. <laughs> All right, well, we had a new segment. It's called On the Docket where we discuss important news in the media. That's right. You thought you were listening to just a sweet family podcast, but we are taking a hard turn mm -hmm. into punditry. So first off, there was election a couple days ago or something, mm -hmm. and we voted. So did Rory and Joseph. And I have to say, our school board choices succeeded. Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk about that real quick? Yes. What really annoyed us, and basically we voted for everybody else in effect voting against this person, is that one person claimed that, not not just that a fact about her, but her strongest qualification is that she has no children and therefore can be devoted to all the children in the Alexandria school system equally. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And so I went heck no and, and figured out who we should vote for. In other local news, and I've been sitting on this for a while, but I'm very excited about it, and Carrie doesn't know about this. Oh, yeah, so part <clears> of the <throat> shtick of this segment is that I'm not exactly sure what Kyle's bringing up here. Mostly because I haven't, there's no point in us discussing this twice. The Alexandria Library has acquired a new database service, mm -hmm. and it's a database of template legal documents. Oh, rad. Mm hmm And so... Anything you can think of that you might need a legal document for, you can go onto the website and you can find a template and then you can, it explains how to fill it out oh, and how so to cool. sign it. So like wills and trusts and okay, stuff. Okay, but is it legal advice? <laughs> well, you have to sign a really long disclosure thing that basically uh, says it's not. My lawyer is the Alexandria Library <laughs> System. It's complicated. No, that's so cool though. And um, all of the 
evil landlords in Alexandria should watch their backs because strongly worded letters about what they are and aren't allowed to do to their tenants are coming their way. That's exactly right. That's one of the categories is, is uh, housing law and it's extensive. Another of the categories is just labeled animals. There are 10 forms just for animals and one of them is contract for breeding services of bull. B-U-L-L. -L. A lot of that going on here in Alexandria, I yep. imagine. Yes, a lot. <laughs> well, it is, it is statewide, the the. Oh, okay. So the not database. just Alexandria. Yeah. So, but I like to imagine that someone somewhere in our neighborhood has a bull. And I have just... seen horses. There are some people in Alexandria with horses on their property here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. I don't know about bulls. <laughs> and I would imagine they have to breed at some point. So now they, now they can do that after all no. the years of waiting. Their bull cells. <laughs> In other news, uh, there's good news for Rory. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, you know how Rory goes to the park and collects rocks all the time? Mm -hmm. uh, well, there was another guy who never grew out of that and would collect rocks all the time. And the rock that he was using to prop his door open turned out to be a meteorite. Whoa. And guess how much it's worth? I don't know. A million dollars. A hundred thousand dollar meteorite okay. that he was using as a door stopper. So. You know what? I would like to be so rich that even my door stopper is worth a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, the moral, the moral of the story is that when Rory brings home some rocks and is all excited about them, you got to... You gotta take a close look at all of those. Mm -hmm. Make sure. Well, I almost always save them. The problem is that he's almost exclusively collecting like gravel that is used industry wide to just like make sidewalks and things. But maybe there's meteorite but... sandwalk, sandwalk. Maybe there's <laughs> meteorite sidewalk gravel out there. You never know, and that's why you have to keep your eyes peeled. This guy could never have guessed. That so he... how did he know? Was he like having a dinner party and, and one of his distinguished guests was like a scientist who was like, hang on just one sec. I need to look closer <laughs> at your doorstopper. Let me see. Let me see what the article says. It's been a while since I read this. Okay. I think that's what I like to imagine that just someone happened to sort of be walking through his home and just was like, oh, but, but we've been searching for this for decades. <laughs> Uh, so there was a, a professor of meteorites who gets asked to analyze rocks all the time. And she As says, you. And she says, no, they're rocks, not meteorites. Please, I'm trying to finish my dinner. I think that somebody told this guy that... Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody told this guy, hey, that, that rock looks kind of meteorite-ish. So, okay. so we brought it to the, the professor. I want to know that person. And the professor's like, holy crap, this is actually worth something. So, awesome. Yeah, I would love to watch a version of, um, what's the antique road show? But it's mm -hmm. just like rock road show where people bring, people bring professors their rocks. their rocks. Oh man, and it's like mostly little kids <laughs> and stuff with their rock collections. And they're all worthless. But then like one is, you know. Like, well, little... this is actually a bottle cap. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can return it in some states for five cents. <laughs> I used to watch Antiques Roadshow with my grandma. Fun show. It's all right. You could use more rocks. They were. It was kind of kind of um, Great British Baking Show like in that even when the person's um, antique family thing wasn't actually worth any money, they weren't like, "Ha! What a loser! You thought that this clock <laughs> might be worth something." <laughs> it was just like, "Oh, but this is still a neat piece, and here's some features, and this is a little bit about, you know." 
the era it came from, even if it's not really worth all that much or if it was a common piece. It's a good show. Everybody wins. On to tech news. This made me laugh. Uh, Facebook is being sued. Oh, is this that... You know, go ahead. No, I want to see what you think it is, because they're oh. being sued a lot of times. Yeah. You know what? Anything that I guess is going to be super political, so I'm going to just let you... Okay. Yeah, it's not super political. Yeah. Uh, this is um, being sued by advertisers, because Facebook said, hey, put videos on our website. People totally watch videos. And advertisers said, are you sure people watch videos? <laughs> And Facebook said, yeah, here's some data about how much people watch videos on our website. And they lied by 900%. Whoa. <laughs> and just had statistics that were basically made up. And the advertisers started tracking it and were like, yeah. no. Well, here's the thing is that if you're putting any kind of video on Facebook, you got to know that there's absolutely no value in budgeting for audio of any kind. Pretty much. I haven't been on Facebook in a long time, but I would never click play unless it was like someone I knew who was like, you gotta listen to this video. And even then it's like, uh, do I really have to? Because I just want to watch the fast moving hands make food and then keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah, that was the only good part about Facebook was the fast moving hands making food. And some of it was gross. Sometimes too. I think about some real those life. recipes were really weird. I think real life only only good part is the fast moving hands making food it's so true god bless those hands mm -hmm. god bless those hands Indeed. mine are slow moving hands i'm not a fast cook by any means i'm getting a little better i have fast but moving any... fast moving hands when i cook but that does not result in faster made food it just results in <laughs> a bigger mess and in other news i think we next talked about this docket, I think next on the docket yeah all rise for the 350 dollars <laughs> $350 crappy smartphone. It's a small it's a small phone that um, I think can only text and call and like maybe has Google Maps or something. Isn't it like only store six numbers or something like that? Yeah. It's really simple and it looks very pretty, but the idea is that it calls with the same phone number as your main phone. And so when you're feeling introverty or like you just need to be one with nature, you put down your main phone and you just take your tiny phone with you instead. It's basically like a really expensive dumb phone. Um, Crazy to me. Just buy a flip phone, if they're even still sold now. Yeah. And give your babysitter the number and go do your one with nature business. Yeah, well, I think what catches me up is that it's 350 bucks. So crazy. Because the phone that I'm currently holding, I paid $200 for, and it's worked great. Mm -hmm. And... It's just such a, such a way of, of LARPing being minimalist. minimalist. Well, it's, yeah. it's minimalist capitalism is what yep. it is. It's Buy this thing so that you can feel like you own less. More is less. Yeah. Uh, there was a Virginia earthquake test. What? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't tell you about it, but it happened. There was no actual earthquake, which we I thought would have been hilarious. Did we test our earthquake preparedness, or did we test our capacity to have earthquakes? <laughs> well, <laughs> the results are zero. The former. Actually, I don't know. We have had earthquakes before in Virginia. The last one was in 2011, I think. And basically everything broke, because nothing here is meant for earthquakes. Yeah. But it was small, because Virginia is incapable of actually having major quakes. So it happened, and... I made sure to stop, drop, and roll, even though that's not the proper procedure. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm sorry that what you exactly missed it. What exactly happened, though? Did they, like, just shake Virginia really hard <laughs> to see what would happen? No, so the idea was that schools and stuff would have, like, earthquake preparedness drills. Oh, which I, I think see. means either sitting under your desk or trying to abandon the building or sitting under the uh, doorways. It, I don't think it you're changes. supposed to do that anymore. I think right. it's supposed to be under a table or something. Yeah, well, you know, earthquakes have changed their tactics in response to <laughs> us changing ours. So It's an it's arms important. race at this point. It's, yeah. And last but not least, have you heard about the Curiosity rover? I have, but is there news about Recently? the Curiosity rover? Well, I discovered recently that the Curiosity rover has two brains. Do you hear about this? Whose brains does it have? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, so it has, it has like two computer systems, right? And the idea is that there's a backup. Uh, but the coolest thing that I learned is that neither of the computer systems, I think, were installed when it landed. And when it landed, it only had like enough data in it to tell it, it to download the code from Earth. And so... So we've been sending it more code? Since, well, the first thing we did was send it the code to boot its own brain. Why didn't we do, was it to avoid operating costs while it traveled to Mars? It was because the program that was running at the time was the landing program, and I don't think there was enough to do both. Oh, dip. So they deleted the landing program and installed the operating program, I think is how it works. But it's been, so it's been around since 2012, and it was only supposed to last two years, but it's still kicking, and one of its brains malfunctioned and just stopped working. And so they booted up the other brain and the other brain, its sole purpose, well, its main purpose is to keep functions going and to nudge the other brain back awake and figure out what the heck went wrong. And then it goes back to sleep when it wakes the other one up. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. When I said, oh, dip, that reminded me that today I asked Rory to say, oh, dip, donkey dug. <laughs> And he said, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody in this family is reasonable. One <laughs> <laughs> of the funniest catchphrases in The Good Place. He was not having it. <laughs> yeah, that's the right thing to do. He does say, welcome, everything is fine, which I also welcome. like. So that's it for news. Um, that's it the, on docket. the docket. That's it on the docket. The court has adjourned. I hope that you all enjoyed your various objections. Maybe for our next on the docket, we need to like have some kind of rating system for like whether something is guilty or not guilty. That's a great idea. Or fined or like acquitted or sustained. Yeah, we can sentence news. Well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call the Curiosity Rover not guilty. I think that's true. Or guilty of stealing our hearts. Aw. Mm. Sending you love, Curiosity. Punishment is being banished from Earth forever, though. Ow. That's sad. I don't make the rules or the sentencing guidelines. I don't think you can call it a punishment if it's already happening. At least not a court-imposed one. All right. Time served. <laughs> <laughs> You can come back now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for me. Is that it for you? I think so. Um, that was certainly fun. I had no idea 
what new stories you had on the docket there. So it was fun talking through them in real time, just like we would while hanging out anyway, even if we didn't have GarageBand going. Mm -hmm. That's the idea of the authentic helmic experience. Oh, yeah. Um, next time we'll probably have our New Zealand friend on to talk. Probably. We keep promising guests and then not having them. We've had one guest so far, I think. Yep. And we didn't even promise him. So He just showed up. Yeah. Episode 2, I think it was. It was. If you've ever wanted to know something about New Zealand, like why is Marmite, you can submit your questions. Oh, yeah. Good idea. And we will we will ask them. Ask a Kiwi. All right. So look for that. And we're going to play you out with Joseph making his cute cooing noises. Bye, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>